Hello and welcome to podcast 124 of Five Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast, and happy new year! Woo! Hey. Uh, I'm Curtie, not Matt, and on this week's pod, we'll have some save updates as usual, uh, and we're going to talk about a potential new WeStream FM collaboration. But before we do all that, let's see who I'm joined by this week. Dupe, happy new year! Fuck me, I thought Matt got jolly for once. How's it going, mate? I'm all right. How are you? It's good to have you back in how that you, chair. How was your new year? Okay. Excellent. Herb, happy Hello. new year. Happy new year. How uh, how was yours, son? Mine was good. Mine was full of alcohol. So, um, yeah. Still Lo- loads of people to keep you company out. on the streets. Exactly. All my, all my mates are out. It was fireworks for me. It was brilliant. Did you have the tenants extra on go? Like the proper Always. Stuff? Yeah. Yeah. So, Super skull. Mr. Friday Night FM, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, mate. How was yours? Lovely. Sat on the sofa, done fuck all, watched a bit of Craig David, bought in the New Year, fell asleep. Basically what I did. It's tremendous work. Excellent. Um, right, so as discussed, we're going to have some save updates. So has anyone actually played any Football Manager? I've played Football Manager. Good. I've played Football Manager. I'd Good. like to play Football Manager. Yeah, done... Done some football manager. We've got a new um, director of football challenge with Newcastle on the YouTubes. That started last week after this comes out, which is going well. It's, I like a director of football challenge. I know, Kay, you're not a fan of them, but um, I like to see you know how they improve it this year. We've made a few signings, which are, which actually would have happened before. So we've brought in uh, Aya, the defender from uh, from Celtic. And a wonder kid from Barcelona, who I can't remember his name. Wagyu. Uh, right Wagyu, that's it. Uh, who are, 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 what do you call it? Well, improvements, that's the word I'm looking for, on my current players. So, so far, my director football is doing well. Um, there's rumours of takeovers. A lot of people have said takeovers happen at Newcastle. So, we uh, we may be out of a job if that goes badly. But, yeah, so far, so good. Who's the director of football? Uh, Steve Round. Who apparently is the Arsenal assistant manager? Is he really? No, um, apparently about it. He's bang on. He's okay. bang, yeah, the new one. So did you not? Did you not pick? Because I mean, that's you, you mentioned my director of football history. Um, yeah. I picked Jurgen Klinsmann as my guy, and me and yeah. me and Jurgen didn't get on. So you didn't actually pick your your director of football. No, I just hand everything over to the. Uh, to the chairman or the owner. So Ashley's got control of a lot of it. But this year, well, with the new roles, it's quite interesting because they'll just bring in a technical manager. Oh, what's it called? The, whatever that role is. And technical the director. Um, director, that's the one, thank you. And then a director of football. So those guys are in charge of staff and then players. I was going to say, if you watch that first video, you'll just see Herb's got about two responsibilities on the responsibilities page and the backroom staff have got everything else. Everything else. It's pretty good. Pick tactic, pick players. Play football! So is this because just you're saving you... and reloading? No saving and reloading. Not, no Dave and reloading. No. Is this just you? Not is this just not you passing the buck though when things go wrong as they inevitably will? Uh, no, because I you know I don't I don't blame anyone. Okay, I take it all on the chin. I like I like a director football challenge. They're quite fun because also you end up with players that you wouldn't think of necessarily buying all the time. Um, so I am interested. We're trying to become like a longer serving manager. So I've got a list of all the managers with all their win ratios and trophies over the past, well, over Newcastle's history. 
So the idea is to try and uh, get myself up the rankings, win myself a couple of trophies, and get a decent win percentage. I like that. I, I did quite like that as well because um, I did watch the video the other night. I've had a little um, little spate of watching your videos, Herb, just kind of to put me to sleep. <laughs> the, 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 and no, to be honest, these, they've been good. The bottom of Christmas one was good. And when you say about Dave and reloading, it's, uh, there's no way that last episode could have happened. You know, you definitely didn't Dave and reload because you I didn't. got relegated. Like a relegate with Crystal I've, I've never, I've, yeah, I've never, I've never competed at the bottom of Christmas challenge. I don't know. I keep attempting them. One time I'll do it, but I like, I like the the challenges are, are the YouTube focus for this year. Um, so yeah, that's going well. And then uh, Twitch, I, I jumped back on Twitch quickly the other day, and uh, <laughs> got fired. So um, we're we've left Sweden. We're now in Slovakia. Is, is that a technicality? Did you actually get fired? Because I'm pretty I sure got, you you resigned. resigned. You done a curry. We, they were. They said they were going to fight. I had to. We had quite a, an aggressive club vision, uh, and they wanted me to win the league through promotion. There was one space for it. We definitely could have done it, um, but my four three three narrow just stopped scoring. So we bottled it essentially, and then they they just didn't fire me. So we got to the end of the season. I should have been fired. I wasn't. I wondered if they were going to just let my contract run down. So we put a poll in chat, and it was, do we carry on and see if we get another season, uh, or do we just resign? Uh, and the resign vote won. So we actually spent about an hour just looking for a job on stream. So that was quite an easy stream, just having a beer, looking for a new job. Kind of ruins my next question, which was going to be how many times were you, have you been fired this year? But mm, technically, well, I suppose you weren't really fired. Weren't then. fired. Done a and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm a man all about <laughs> technically not being fired, so I can appreciate your manoeuvring. This was, uh, this was my big reason for not wanting to do it, to put myself in the same bracket of you as kind of jumping before you're, you're oh. pushed. But, um, no, looking forward is to, the we've... most sincere form of factory, <laughs> so. We've jumped up the league. So we're looking at league rankings because we've got every league loaded uh, bar any of the, the United Kingdom leagues. So um, Slovakian first division we're in. Uh, in the middle of the winter break, we are ready to take on about, we've got about nine friendlies to try and get our team winning again. We're in the relegation zone. Uh, and we're, I think we're about five or six points from safety. So that's the plan is see if we can make it in Slovakia. Can you at least pronounce the team that you're managing now? Yes, I can. that was an issue for you in Sweden. It was. It? Yeah, that was, it was a big issue. Um, I, I say I can. I've actually forgotten who they are. So talking I can of, say Talking of big issues. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's Welcome good. to the pod, Dupe. Um, Dupe, we'll move on to you then. Uh, Swindon. That's not a thing. Work, work situation. <laughs> what, what's going on? Are those two things aligning again, or uh, are you still busy? What's what's the crack? Yes, I am incredibly busy. Uh, actually, I'm not. I'm telling a complete lie. I'm not busy anymore. Um, so it will it will all unravel into into greatness again, Kurt Dog. Um, we will we will rise from the from the Christmas kind of um, slumber that we've been in, and we'll be we'll be back there in good news. I did. Uh, I did. I was going to call you out on not being busy, to be honest, because I did see your tweet about having worked your way through Gavin and Station mm-hmm. and someone and asking whether anyone else had uh, any other TV series requests, and and someone politely suggested streaming. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Somebody, somebody, uh, quite nicely suggested watching Curtis streams well and then I said I wanted something funny oh I didn't see your reply 
Ah, okay. Maybe if you unmute me, yeah. um, you'll see it. Uh, I was going to say, by the time the pods come out, it would have streamed again, so. I would, yeah. I'm, uh, uh, I've, I'm, I'm just putting what, it on record what? that he's got a stream tomorrow now. I'm streaming <laughs> tomorrow morning um, because, A, Joe made a incredible picture about, probably about 18 months ago now, Joe, wasn't it? Of me doing my Sunday probably. breakfast. You was, you was um, fatter then. Uh, no, I was no way fatter then. I'm definitely fatter now. Um, anyway, let's let's not talk who's fattest. Um, I've got this new mug, mate. Curtie. This is this new mug I've got, and it is just blows my mind. Um, I'm not sponsored by them, so I'm not going to say their name. And apparently, I'm not very good at rhyming shit, so I'm not going to say that either. Um, but it it's a smart mug that keeps it at a perfect temperature that I want to drink at. So I want to I can just sit and have my cup of coffee in the morning and, and stream and and not worry about my coffee going cold. So yeah, I'll be live tomorrow morning, which is pointless because this pod doesn't come out till Monday. But oh well, we'll be back. We'll we'll have all seen it though, wouldn't we? So seen what? Six, you streaming? Oh, okay, I thought you meant my nudes that leaked over the Christmas. Yes, you would have. Oh no, we all saw those ones. Mm. Uh, excellent news! Excellent news. Uh, Joe, you said you played some Football Manager. I have. I've been playing as PSV. Um, just cracking along nicely, really. Um. I think I'm just thinking about what I've what I've tweeted this week to have can a I, bit of context. Can I just ask, have you actually played this week? Because you said you had last week, but then hundred percent, hundred percent. I have been I have been playing because when I've been coming home from work watching Gavin and Stacey, I've been sat in chat with Joe, and uh, Joe has been talking me through how quick far he's got, and all I've been doing is just telling him what I've got for another episode of Gavin and Stacey. So, yeah, I, I can vouch for Joe. So yeah, I I am playing. The PSV save. I'm just trying to think. Yeah, what I, what I said. Uh, central midfielder on attack. That's possibly my new favourite role in the game. Um, it's just loving half space through balls. Advanced forward seems to be my preferred kind of striking role at the moment. Um, I, I'm going to murder the name here. I think it's like Daniel Malen, the old Arsenal striker. That well, the young ex Arsenal striker that plays for PSV. I think he scored like. 17 goals in 15 games now um, and I know it's the Dutch league so they do bang goals but I think nine of them have been in the Champions League so he's uh, yeah he's, he's smashing it obviously loads of great youngsters um, in, in Dutch football yeah and just I think about Christmas time at the moment so yeah, it's, going, it's going well Did I um, see you tweet possibly or see in the Discord about rumours of a new blog post potentially coming up? No idea <laughs> Okay <laughs> don't don't remember committing to that, but obviously there there will be one. I don't think it was particularly committed. Uh, I think it was like a half, oh yeah, there might be a blog post at some point. Uh, can't remember. That's the same sort of in vain of me saying yeah, there might be a stream soon. Yeah, oh. you'd have streamed by now. This is all inception. How was how was your stream? Okay, my stream was good fun yesterday. Yeah, it was nice to it was nice to be back. So I just, basically, I, I and I explained this on stream. I I was going to play some football manager yesterday. Set aside aside some time yeah and i just thought sod it i'm gonna stream it so I, I, that's a good idea know, we talked we talked last week about how timings for me are an issue and i didn't want to start a stream save to abandon it a couple of weeks later and all this so i just thought you know what sod it i'm just gonna stream what i'm playing so i was playing the aldershot save and uh yeah it was good just good to catch up with some of the viewers and stuff and results went well um annoyingly i played two games last night off stream and uh, and lost them both. So um, yeah, but I'm annoying. I'm assuming you just save and reloaded and it's sorted out. Right? Yeah, obviously that's been sorted out. That's been rectified at this point. So so um, we're like twenty points clear 
in the conference and going to go up again. Well, I say again, going to go up this year. Missed out last year. so. But no, it was good fun. It was good fun to be back. And to be honest, there's probably going to be a bit more of that just because, um, like I say, don't want to start a new save until I can start one with Herb, really. Well, and uh, and and I know that you know potentially work's going to be an issue for me. So if and when I do stream, it will probably just be a bit of Aldershot. I just want to give a save update shout um, save update shout out to Raz because he's actually finished a season with Montpellier. Ooh. That's okay. like the first season he's finished in about three years. So he's done very well. He came Proud fifth, didn't he? He was. Yeah. Uh, it was funny. He was in the stream yesterday, and he said, "Ah." Oh, he like posted a picture of his league table. I said, "Well, you've only come fifth. And he he lost his shit. He was like, "It's Montpellier, <laughs> you bastard!" I think he was predicted to be fifteenth, and now obviously because he's finished fifth, the board have screwed him over. We want Europa League, but have given him like five hundred quid to spend. Schalke all over. Oh, Hamburg. Which one was it? Schalke. Wolfsburg. Which one did he do? Like, which one did he do oh, last Stuttgart. time? Stuttgart. Stuttgart. It's Stuttgart all over again. I knew it was German. Well, that's the first season he's finished for a while, isn't it? And I, I saw you. Um, uh, suggesting that a possible network save return could be on the uh, could be on the cards. Well, only we we talk about it so much. It's one of those. Do you go back because it it's got that so many memories and so many references. Do you if you started it again, would it be the same? Never the same. Would it never live up to it? And it's one of those things. It's kind of you know. I know he enjoyed it, and I think when he's just playing the AI, I think that. He gets too too frustrated with the game, and then he loses the love of it. Where if you've got somebody else in the same kind of save universe, it is it is totally different, isn't it? Because what was it? FM seventeen. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. I just don't want him to die again. That's all. Well, this is the <laughs> so thing. We need to cling on to him. Don't try we? and because try and keep him on side. This is partly why I'm trying to get him on the pod as well. So one day, one day, one day it'll happen. Rez is a bit like a hero from. Grass and gear in it. You just you don't really think he exists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. He'll uh, one day, one day we'll get him on, and he'll be great value for it. I'm sure. I, he doesn't listen to the pod, does he? So no, never. Uh. Right. Well, thank you very much for the uh, save up next gents. The team meeting. This week's team meeting is kind of all about a potential collaboration that uh is hopefully happening within the WeStream FM realm um, between the two well, the two sort of depressed looking West Ham fans that we have amongst us. Whoa, 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 whoa. 4-0. 4-0. Oh, yeah, you got in now. I mean, we stand up. I mean, we're <laughs> probably going to be exactly the same. Let's, let's face it, this idea was probably born out of the fact that West Ham are uh, struggling right now, and obviously Pellegrini was uh, swiftly given the boot. Um, so uh, to to sort of give everyone a, a, a bit of an insight, the idea is that Herb will be taking over as West Ham manager and our very own Friday Night FM will be acting as his director of football. So in many ways, Herb, it's another director of football challenge. Exactly. And I'm good at them. And, and I'm good at I'll picking say, players. Yeah. <laughs> I get placed our strengths. You just bring really good players in and then I... I literally can't fail. Uh, you so I think, can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we definitely could. Yeah. I think every, <laughs> every time a team is doing poorly, I think everyone always thinks 
oh, I could do well with him on Football Manager. That'd be a good save. And Ozzy Herb had spoken about doing a save in West Ham prior to Pellegrini getting sacked. Obviously, I love Pellegrini. Um, I, I do agree that it's the right time for him to go because he just he just seemed whether it was he just wasn't interested anymore, or he just burnt out, or whatever it was. It, it something needed to change. So I'm not I'm not particularly upset that he's gone. Um, the same as I'm probably I'm upset that they got Moyes, but I think he'll provide stability. So then Herbert obviously said about saving West Ham, and then I thought, do you know what? I've wanted to do this kind of collaboration where, and I've said it to a few different YouTubers, and it was something like, if he was going to do a director of football challenge, why not have a real-life director of football? So I, I can buy the players. So if me and Herb, and again, this is what we want to try and discuss in here to kind of flesh out how we could make this work and what we'd want to see rather than it just being kind of myself and Herb making up the rules is he'll will kind of discuss what the club's new DNA should be because it's you know West Ham need to have a vision of some description of what the club wants to be everyone talks about the West Ham way no one knows what the West Ham way actually is so it'd be to kind of discuss what our DNA would be what do we want to do with players tactics finances and things like that so it was kind of between the two of us we can one can stream or YouTube. Um, I can blog about it on WeStreamFM.com, and yeah, just try and get the listeners involved. What they, how they, maybe they would see the save working. Obviously, we've we've done it with the Man United save, where we'd upload the save to a cloud, and then someone else would take it on, and it would be you know, different people would play different tactics, buy different players, etc. But this would be more about one being the manager and one being, you know, the recruiter, so to speak. Yeah. So basically. We're just going to spitball ideas about how it's all going to work, and uh, and possibly open it up to the audience as well, um, in terms of you know having an input and maybe potential ways that the save could go. So um, uh, let's talk about the sort of the mechanics of it. How's uh, is it going to be a thing where you but you just both have access to a save file, um, and like as it approaches a transfer window. Joe, that's kind of where you come in, or are you going to be having a much more active view throughout the regular sort of season as well? I think I think what we need to do from the start would be, you know, it, it would be Herb and I. There needs to be that kind of recorded discussion of what we want to do. Yep. Yeah, so we've got a plan. And I reference it quite a lot with, you know, director of football, um, director of footballers or, you know, technical directors that the good ones, they know what they're looking for for the manager. You know, you think of Bergestein with Guardiola. He knows what players to look for for each positions in Pep's, you know, Pep's structure. So it's kind of when we understand what this, you know, and we call it the DNA because it's quite, you know, widely used, isn't it, across football and football manager. When we understand what that is, then maybe at the start, obviously, I can go and get him a team ready for the season, mm-hmm. and then during the season, obviously, we can, you know, we can look at what's needed and. You know, depending on how the save goes, it can just be that it's uploaded, and you know, Herb can let me know what he thinks he needs, and I can go looking for it in, in you know, an offline save or even continuing that save. But it will solely be Herb playing the matches. The one thing I will say, especially with the director of football, your role, Joe, you're going to want to, you're going to want to keep an eye on players and see if you can strike these deals up and try and get the value out of these players. So I'm assuming. You wrote an incredible uh, blog post on the the byline about how to get the difficult transfers, how to get these people interested in your club. I'm assuming you're going to go down that route and do that. 
So you're going to go watch the players. You're going to show the initial interest, which could cause it could be quite difficult to do alongside Herb just rolling the save as normal. I think if it was going to be a Twitch save, let's just say it was going to be a Twitch save, for instance. Mm-hmm. You know, when he's not streaming, if that if that save is, you know, just sitting there on the cloud, I can do that anytime, and I can go and set up the scouting assignments. I can go and set up, you know, what games we're going to go and watch, what kind of media interaction we need to do without continuing the save. So I'm quite confident that a lot of it can be done around Herb's schedule. So whether it was YouTube and when he's recording videos, you know, I'm available most evenings. So I can normally, you know, I'd be able to fit in a bit of scouting. It wouldn't take that long to do the kind of small amount of scouting. The the real time for doing, you know, most of the ins and the outs is going to be, you know, through the summer. Yeah. Got a few questions. Um, So... With a traditional director of football challenge, um, the, the the DOF would take control of player and staff contracts. Is that something that will be under your remit? I think with the, with the staff potentially because we want to do. If we're going to go along the lines of DNA, I think the staff have to be in line with that as well. I've actually this year quite enjoyed taking on a technical director and letting them do everything to do the staff because I want to see how that works. And I think long term. I don't know if that would work because I don't think they we we wouldn't, we can't tell them what our vision is. So that might be something that we'd have to you know recruit our own staff. So um presumably the two of you Herb and Joe you, you'll both be kind of having regular chats about which sort of players you're going to be looking at. Um Herb will presumably make suggestions, but who has the final say when it comes down to it? Like if you if you disagree on a player <laughs> If Herb makes a suggestion and and Joe doesn't like it, does Joe get the final say as director of football? It should. Well, that's how I'd play a director of football, yeah. But then there should be no disagreements because we're going to be aligned on what the DNA is. Mm. As long as they match the criteria. Exactly. And that's the thing with with, with a... If you actually play a DOF challenge, like, you don't know what players are coming in. You know, it's going to... And they might not be in alignment with what you're kind of doing tactically. Whereas I think you know we should be quite aligned with you. If you're playing in a particular way, you know what particular type of player you should be looking for. So it could be good. Okay, well let's talk about this criteria um, and like style of play potentially. So uh, I mean I know obviously you you you've had limited discussions about this now, but it seems like a good time to maybe come to some sort of decision about how you you're both looking to play. Um, because yeah. obviously that that will heavily influ- influence the the recruitment process. It will. We have not spoken about this at all. No. <laughs> Literally, no, it's a live it's a live discussion. So it's yeah. a live discussion because that's the that was where the start of my wanting to do a West Ham save was was one looking at the current state and then saying there is no West Ham way. How do you take the attributes within Football Manager and pick a DNA that says okay, I want to get a, essentially like a scoring of. It needs to be, you need to have a 70%, 80% match on these attributes and these mental attributes are how we're going to drive the team forward. That is for the players coming in, for the style. I'm not sure if we'll, it'll all depend on who we can get in and how we play. It might be evolving over time. And that'll be the interesting bit, like Joe says, with the director of football challenge being a two-way thing, which is where, again, I think the Twitch save will work better because the handing over the save file is good, but then there's some stuff we could do live whilst the stream is going so whilst there's games playing that'll be the hardest bit is the 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 best bit for time for joe to jump in is between games 
if I'm live already, it could just be that we have a way of Joe fires in information, right? Go and look at this play, mate. You're watching this game. You're doing this, and it's and it's part of the view interaction as well. Is that they they come along for the ride as we're both live with the file. Yeah. So saying about the style of play evolving over time, mm-hmm. um, obviously that I think most people approach that um, as a as a given, don't they? Because obviously you you inherit whatever set of players you inherit, but that isn't necessarily how you want it to look in five years time so like with the new five-year plan in in fm what are you looking at you know because you need to agree on this style of play and how you want to get to the final part of that so how are you looking to play you both are you looking to sort of play sort of pretty possession stuff you're looking to play aggressive gagan pressing stuff like what's the plan what's the plan gents in the words of Moyes, i'm here to win football matches so (laughs) Whatever it takes to to win football matches, it will. We'll have to. We'll have to roll from whatever the club culture is set at the moment. And I, and I think, yeah, I was going to say it's one of those things, isn't it? Because the West Ham way, as you know, as it always gets talked about, is kind of the the free flowing, entertaining football, a bit a bit Keegan esque. That you just you know, you as long as you score more than your opposition, you're doing well, and you know, having that flair player. That, that can do something. And I'd probably say it's a, more along the lines of a four-four-two. Kind of that's what the West Ham way was. But there's no way that you can just go four-four-two when arguably your best player is, you know, a defensive midfielder in the anchor of like a four-five-one. So you have to take into consideration, you know, the players as well as the systems. And like Sam Allardyce said, it, you know, he was very vocal about the West Ham way. And he said, what is the West Ham way? He said, because my way is I want to win games. That That's yeah. the best way. You know, you do what you do. You do what you have to do to win a game. And so we, we need to agree really what kind of style are we going to go attacking? Is it going to be more defensive or are we going to try and have a couple of different systems that, you know, we've got the one where if you're playing top six teams, do you try and, you know, part the bus and nick something and then for everybody else we just fucking go for it and see if we can get as many points as we can or so that's that's something that we need to you know so what's our what's our footprint on this team going to be to take it forward and it doesn't you know win lose or draw it's about once you've got the style we stick to it and that's what we we start molding into our club so the players will dictate that to some extent because obviously like you know we're not, we've not even talked about things like um youth intakes and stuff like mm-hmm. that so like for example um i I've, i'm playing a three five two at aldershot with no wingers but my next youth intake apparently i'm getting a host of amazing wingers um i've had that kind of little preview bit um so i might need to think about sort of how i'm playing going forward so w- do you see that sort of having a big influence because obviously west ham quite known in, well, in some regards, for bringing through the, the academy of football, season, the academy, the academy of football. football. It's literally, exactly. it's, ri- it's written everywhere. It's ri- the academy of football, so it's, on the fucking carpet. <laughs> it's, so, and again, that's that's going back to this this blueprint of what do we want the DNA to be? Because you know, I've written down what do you go for? Do you go for youth? Do you go for experience? Do you go, you know, homegrown? You know, what what do you go for? Because arguably, the years that West Ham have done well, it is a lot of domestic-based players with one or two flair players. You think Di Canio, Tevez, uh, Payet, you know, when they've had good years, it's normally a very kind of gritty team with one or two kind of tricky players 
that can you know that win you the games. So yeah. again, it's, it's down it's down to the DNA that we want to kind of put into the club, and then we stick to it, and it, it might work, and it but it might backfire, and you know. I get fired. Fine in the yeah. face. Yeah, you get fired. Or walk away. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, just a quick question. So as you are the uh, director of football, your in-game, obviously your in-game attributes aren't going to take any, you, you're not going to be the actual for West Ham. You're going to be the, the offline one. But what would, your, what would your attributes be? What would, your, what would you say your best attribute would be as a director of football, Joe? Cool. Uh, to be fair, again, I'm, we've mentioned him already once, but Raz, he, we always have conversations where we go, I need a right back. I need this, I need that. And then because I know the, the style of football that he plays in FM, I'll just I'll have FM loaded up and I'll just start looking for certain players, looking in different leagues, and I'll be like, oh, have a look at this guy. And he'll be like, oh, fucking hell. Yeah, he looks brilliant. And we've, we've got this one player called Roger that we had in, in the network save. And... He's kind of always our our reference point for any any scouting that I've done because I just picked this guy up and he was just an absolute tank that you would no one would ever have heard of, but he was just he was class. So it's he's probably the judging player potential, I suppose. Cool. That's a good one. Negotiating's on there as well. Do you, do you fancy the? I, I like a dabble, and I'm I'm you know I'm not going to say that I've. I, I'm here we go committing um, I've started a blog for the byline about contract negotiations so yeah there is a bit of that in there as well so Herb how do you how do you sort of see your role in this obviously you'll be sort of collaborating on, on potential player stuff but like presumably what happens on the field is kind of yours really my bag yeah no it's going to be good the I'm, in, the, I'm... in the hot seat as it were yeah, I'm. I am interested in uh, how yeah we can bring it together. So setting that DNA early, and then being able to kind of leave a lot of it to Joe to think about. Okay, who should we be looking at? What about this player? What about this player? Having a look at someone, but having that advice coming through. If we're watching games and we're seeing how it's playing, seeing what's working, what's not working. If you look at the squad now, there, there's a lot of old players in there, and there's a lot of um, there's a lot of wage and potentially some value to be done. So I think early stages, it will be a case of, can we afford to get rid of this player? Because if we do, we might be able to bring in one or two others who you can then breed in. I think my style in football manager has always been playing youth players as well. So it fits in with bringing academy players on. So uh, I, I am looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, it'd be good to get input on how we think it works. In my head, I think a Twitch save is better because the bits between loading the save file up, we can do live and uh, and everyone can come along for the ride on it. But be uh, it's up to me not to fuck it up essentially. So uh, is this all come about because Herb's shit a football manager and he needs help? Is that right? Hey, absolutely not. Okay. I think it's both come from us being fucked off with West Ham's yeah kind of real life performances at the moment. Yeah, it was a nice blending of like two ideas. Um, I just wanted to get a dig at you. That was all, mate. I know you did. <laughs> at least I'm playing football manager. Eh? Yeah, true, true, true that, mate. Fair point. Well presented. <laughs> Um, I'd just like to put our first order of business together and, and can we be in agreement that we, the first player we sell is Carlos Sanchez? Yes. Right, Mark Noble. Motion hey. granted. No Mark Noble. I'm, hey. I'm glad Mark, Mark Noble is good. Sorry, I, I need to say this. Mark Noble is a good ambassador for our football club. I just don't rate him as a footballer. Yeah. Well, this is this, is, this uh, interests me as well. I'm glad you brought up player sales because I know, you know, 
oh, at the moment it's all rosy and we're all on the same page and everything's good and we're all going to agree <laughs> on everything. But like player sales is going to be an interesting one because I know Joe likes to squeeze as much value as possible out of out of player sales. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see where you agree and disagree in terms of the current squad and mm. uh, and how that will work moving forward. Rest kind of down to her making them perform on the pitch because if they're doing the business, then they don't get sold, do they? Unless, unless the right price comes in. That'll be the one. It's if That's the worry for me because I remember a long time ago the uh, when you were saying you put minimum free release clauses on everyone because everyone's got a price. If Mikel Antonio is scoring goals, Mikel Antonio is scoring goals. That's all we need to say. Well, well I've seen you manage, so he probably won't, so we can say <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's that's another good point, because, you know, Joe, if, if Herb's not up to scratch, will you be recommending to the chairman maybe that uh, someone steps in and takes over? What, 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 Curtie comes back and does another West Ham save? <laughs> <laughs> FM16 could, could you imagine, though? Exactly. Could you imagine funny. if he actually How was doing shit and we just yeah. give the save to you? Give the save to you. <laughs> and then Curtie does, does shit and you give it to the nerd and then it just stops. And then no one, no one sees it ever no again. No one sees it ever again. He'll, he'll do a two-minute video and... Uh... That would be good. That would be class, though. Like, as Joe, as the director of football, he's like, no, no, no. All right, Herb, you're out. But I know a guy. Bear with there me we one go. second. <laughs> well, uh, do you yeah, know what? So, so Dave's we... available. Oh, no way. Um... Do you remember when I used when one of the kind of pre season things I'd do is work out how many points I think we'd get and what games we'd win and yeah 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 like the expected points I could do that for Herb yeah yeah actually yeah. if he was if he wasn't good enough I you know well this is the thing you get you get your own targets don't you in in game but actually mm. you could set some targets for yourself for Herb and uh, just write that down yeah that's a good hundred points target this is, this is the point of having the live discussion right. Yeah, I'm getting scared now. So, no pressure. So, quick question on the herb. So, this save's going to last a week. What, what are you planning on after that? <laughs> uh, back to the European journey, then, I think. Uh, we're still in Slovakia. <laughs> Network saver, Curtis, just to make himself feel good again. <laughs> <laughs> Morale boosting. Right. Well, I mean, this is all very exciting, gents. This is all very exciting. I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I, hope, uh, I hope the listeners are as well. And if you do have any suggestions of how the guys could maybe... Uh, manage this stuff going forward feel free to tweet us at five star pod on twitter um or, or hit the discord up and uh and, and send us a message in there all the links are in the description right moving on uh so i know it's the first one it's the first pod of the of the year of the decade um but we're not doing a quiz this week oh. so what yeah I'd i know Mate, this, this was nearly the football. best pod this was nearly the best pod of the year so far. Nearly, it. yeah. <laughs> so what we wanted to do, I mean, every man and his dog has done one, but we kind of wanted to to have our own input and talk about um, the Premier League team of the decade. I've seen a lot of a lot of uh, different news sites and stuff chuck out their ideas, seeing sort of Trent Alexander Arnold being thrown in at right back when the man's had one good season. But anyway. Um, so I thought we would have our own discussion, have our own debate about who should be in the Premier League team of the decade. And I'm talking from uh, the start of 2010 to the end of 2019, just for clarification. And uh, and and see if any of the listeners agree, disagree with our decisions and, and, and just have a chat about it, really. Just have a little roundtable discussion about who should be in the Premier League team of the decade. 
Kurt Dog, um, oh. I'm, in, I'm, I'm incredibly glad that you highlighted the years of the decade because I've watching uh, on Twitter the amount of people that put their team of the decade and everybody not really sure what decade uh, decade means because everybody was going, well, hang on, why is Henri not in this? You know, what, what, where's Alan Shearer? Nah, that's not how it works. So thank you for thank you for clearing that up, Kate. Well, I, I yeah, I mean, I I did that for that very reason, to be honest, because the amount of time, the amount of people I see putting Ronaldo, yeah, when and he left you United know, in two thousand and nine. I mean, and and just so Dave doesn't get the stick, it, that, he, that's why he's not on the pod this week. After yeah, that, he week. wasn't born. So, <laughs> um, so okay, I'm going to start it off. Can I start it off? Kate? Well, I think we should start with formation before you start oh. chucking out players. Um, oh. Just, I mean, traditionally when things like this get done, it's a four-four-two. But actually, mm. I'd say four-three-three is probably more apt, um, and kind of represents the last decade a bit better than a four-four-two. I mean, I don't know if anyone disagrees with that. I mean, I would disagree, but I've literally got a four-three-three, and I'd be a bit <laughs> disappointed. Fantastic. Same. Um, I think five I think at the back to be a shout. Mm, not for Premier League, I wouldn't. Uh, if you're talking about last... England in the summer of 2018, then five at the back, yeah. But um, it's coming no. home, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so four three three. I think we're all yeah, all agreed on that. Okay, perfect. Well, that gives us a good place to start from. Yeah, Dupe, you were gonna, you were gonna goalkeeper. That's a good. That's a great shout. To start. Yeah, um, it's a good place to start. Doesn't mm. matter what formation you you pick or choose, we're always going to need a goalkeeper, and I'm going to go for Adrian. <laughs> sorry sorry uh De Gea obviously De Gea he's been class um he, over the whole decade he's grown mm. from a boy to a man to a guy with holes in his gloves but yet still he's been a constant quality goalkeeper well I mean you say holes in his I mean he he uh obviously last year very much went off the boil but the year before that, he, he was in the Premier League team of the year. So I've I've had quite a few people talking about, oh, the last three years he's been shit. Two, it was only two years ago mm. he was in the Premier League team of the year. Um, but you, I mean, he's won one Premier League in that time. He was in the team of the year five times during the decade. Mm. One only one Golden Glove, which I thought was surprising. But um, that's the defense as well, though. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. That's- Sorry, I said yeah. Surprising, seeing as they wear two gloves. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> who who's picked the hair? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Is in mine. Is in mine. I, I mean, <sighs> who you've gone for, Curtie? Well, Jack? I mean, I I I probably would go De Gea, but I mean, the other arguments would be sort of Petr Cech, who mm-hmm. won two Premier Leagues with three, a hat on as well. So, three you know. three times he's won the Golden Glove. In this decade, um, or uh, or maybe even Joe Hart, he's head and shoulders above the rest. Hey, <laughs> hey. Um, but, I, <laughs> but I think it's probably fair to say De Gea has been consistently, you know, even the, though the last year he le- there was a big, less interested. There was a big port. There was a few years right when United were properly dog shite, and he was holding a minute for so long. That's what yeah. I, that's what I remember him for. Not the last few seasons. seasons before I mean, if that. you go if you go with the goalkeeper, like you, I remember one moment with the hair against Arsenal, and it was that one where he did a great save low down, and then how he got back up to save the Sanchez shot was just tremendous. But 
I, I just think everybody out, you know, he's been there the whole decade. You know, the whole decade of, he's I been think, there. I think in terms of match-winning performances by a goalkeeper, I don't think there's been anyone better. He's earned more points than anybody else, surely. Um, Kasper Spikel would be another one that might be. Yeah, a, no, I think it's a good shout. Yeah. But uh, I not, think not for all, me. We're all set, right? De Gea. Yeah. yeah De Gea. Okay. Okay. This one's set. So, by the way, we're, we're going to tweet this out um, after the pod comes out. And uh, like I say, if you agree or disagree with any of the shouts, then feel free to let us know. Um, right, right back. Oh, this is tough. This is really tough. And right I've gone back. for a bit of an out there shout, so I, I think somebody should else should go before me. Okay. okay. Well, I was going to say. Me... Oh, I was. Yeah, I, all right, I was going to say Carl Walker. Yes, yeah, good Carl chat. It's been good player. I, yeah. I went as Equator. Ooh. At uh, right back. At uh, right back, yeah. Okay. Two Premier Leagues, FA Cup, Euro- uh, Europa League. So he's, I think he's been solid. He's He's been like just, uh, I had Zabaleta down and then I just think the last couple of years, you know, he was fantastic at City. Mm. You know, Zabaleta. Um, but I just, and again, Walker has been very consistent. Um, but then as for the Quater, he literally has just been, you know, Mr. Consistent for Chelsea. I think my argument against Walker, because I had Walker written down first and I crossed him out, and I've actually gone, you know, my, my choice was Zabaleta. The, the reason I've said no to Walker was the fact that, I mean, he was good at, at Tottenham, but he didn't really do much. You know, he only won stuff when he went to, to City. As for Laqueta, yes, I think he's a very good player. I probably would have put him on the left side, however. Um, but then again, I haven't really got anyone on the left side, so. Well, yeah. interestingly, I had Azpilicueta on the left side. Because um, he is right-footed, but like he has played all across the back four, hasn't he, for Chelsea? Yeah. Um, my see, my other choice for right back would have been Ivanovic. Probably for the same reasons as yeah. Espelicueta. I just yeah. think that he's as, just... as certainly earlier in the decade, he was an absolute monster, wasn't he? Uh, I won- think he turned into a monster after Suarez bit him, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's how it works, right? I mean, he's won three Premier League titles in that time. Um, He was in the uh, PF, well, the team of the year twice. Um, And and he's the kind of defender that will get you goals as well. Yeah. He did always pop up, didn't he, with a goal? So, I mean, if if we're looking at just Chelsea, then, would you have Azpilicueta over Ivanovic? Yeah, I'd have a Van- I think Asperger's brought more with the goals. He brought more, surely. Did Ivanovic play right back for Chelsea in the Champions League final against United? Because if he did, then I'd have oh, a Oh, that was 2008, though. Um, yeah, it was, wasn't it? See, decades again. Decades. Yeah, decades. It's not easy. All right, well, that's an interesting one. Maybe that's one we should put out to a public vote. Unless okay. we can. I mean, because I, I, I've got Aspilicueta in there, but on the left hand side. I must admit. Mm. Well, do we do do we do left back now? This might help us. Okay, well let's talk. Oh, yeah, let's talk about the other side then. Um, who have you got on the left then, Joe? I haven't written anybody down because I'm. I was going to wait for <laughs> wait to hear what you said to decide. <laughs> right, I, I I can tell you who I've got. It's a bit of a controversial choice, um, but I just think one of the most decorative players. Granted, he only spent half the decade at Chelsea. Um, but I would say for Cashley Cole. 
It was uh, early though. It was early. It was first five years. You know, it's still half a decade. Um, but I think for what that he did, his best years though, was it? He won more there and earned a lot more. Apparently, that or Patrice Evra. Well, Evra was the one died, but it's only kind of four years, isn't but it? It's only four. He was even less. Um, obviously, Evra had the uh, the horrible the racist stuff that happened with him as well. So he, he battled through that and uh, he played with some of the best defenders in the world. So I don't know. It's tough. Left back's tough. I'm probably going to have Ever in there because he won two Premier Leagues. And he's Andy at Raw Chicken on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> um, another name, um, which... I've just oh Leighton Baines. Yeah, I was thinking Leighton Baines because he's played consistently through. But then if you're going on the one nothing as your benchmark, he's one nothing. I'm I'm not worried about not. But then then Jimmy Traore won the Champions him. League, so exactly that was last decade though. Yeah, I know. But what my point on, is, decades shit, sometimes good <laughs> players don't win stuff and shit players do. So I don't know if that. I mean, obviously it's a factor, but I don't know if it should be your. Your only. No, I don't. I think I think we're going on personal achievements, and I think we're going on how that player's played in that role in that last ten years. I think Leighton Baines. Yeah, I think Leighton Baines is a very good shout. Yeah, I think Kyle. um, I think um, Ashley Cole is. I think Ever is. I think you know you can go down that list, and and there is some very good left backs that you could include. I must admit, Ashley Cole, I hadn't really considered. Um, but looking at his, looking at his sort of numbers earlier in the decade, he was playing a lot of football, wasn't he, for Chelsea? So yeah, he definitely was is his someone first choice, that should be should be considered. Um, Ever as well. Um, Ever went on to play for West Ham as well, didn't he? Yeah. Did he actually make any many appearances? Or he was under Moyes. I, I love this game. I love this game. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas okay. even so he was Baines, under Moyes. Baines early on was, was a goal scorer as well. I think Baines would be my pick. I think if played, he went over, over 10 season, years. Over 10 yeah. years, played nearly every season fully, scored goals every single one, was an assist machine. If you think about the new breed of like attacking fullbacks, he was probably one of the first that were coming through as fullbacks given the free reign to go all the way forward. I, mean, I, when Mart- I remember when Martinez first took over at Everton and so often... Baines and Coleman would be the almost the furthest forward Fair players, forward. yeah. Um, and they were they were they were great to watch. Obviously, made quite a lot of appearances for England, but did play second fiddle to Ashley Cole. Say no does more. That, does that tell you something? Yeah. Hmm. That's tough. I like. I, I tell you what. I I like your Ashley Cole show. I'm going to go for Ashley Cole. You get you're the host, man. You get the the last say. Yeah. No, that's that's not. How oh, I would say stood. let's lock let's lock. I'll I'll get an agreement and say Ashley Cole. So should we lock him in? And so that we lock Aspilicueta at right back now. Hmm. I'd be happy with Ivanovic. I think Ivanovic. Let's go Ivanovic. Then. All right. So we because got... did you say he won three Premier Leagues? Yes, three. And Aspilicueta won two. Uh. We're literally playing top trumps here to decide. We are. Top we are. <laughs> uh, as, uh, pre- yeah, Ivanovic, tw- 2010, 2015, 2017. Uh, and as I think, came later, so you only would have won the two, mm. wouldn't he? Lucky man. So, uh, 
So yeah, okay, so there we go. Locked. That's in. Locked in. Locked. So De Gea. They're a thing. Oh, sorry, uh, yeah. So centre backs. I mean, there's one obvious one in there for me. Virgil Van Dijk. Sorry. Yeah, of course he's he's only done two seasons. So um, I'm I'm going to go straight up. Vincent Company. Yeah. John yeah. Terry. That's the two that I've got as well. Two I've got. Vinny Company was the 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 absolute obvious one. Yeah, uh, that big beanhead scored against us far too many times. I mean, when he when he was when he was in his pomp, he was phenomenal. And even even last year, I mean, scoring that goal. Yeah, I think uh, he should be allowed in just for scoring that goal to stop Liverpool winning the league. <laughs> I think, um, and he's absolutely. gone, and all of a sudden Liverpool are flying, aren't they? So yeah, so Vinnie Company, I think, is an absolute given. Um, and John Terry for me, I don't. I mean, I. I get the I, I understand the argument for Virgil Van Dijk because he has transformed Liverpool's defence almost single handedly for eighteen months. Um, but it is only for an eighteen month period. Yeah, yeah, but he was also class at Southampton, so it's not like he's just played for Liverpool. He has yeah, played but, for another Premier League club in this decade, like in that decade. How long was he at Southampton for? A couple of seasons, wasn't it? I don't know. That's why I'm asking. Yeah, I think it's a couple of seasons. Uh, yeah, three, two and a bit. 15-16. I can remember, now don't get me wrong, a lot of people are eating their words, right? I can remember when the signing was made and they paid 75 whatever they paid, there was a lot of disgust at the cost that they spent on him, right, from Southampton. Now, granted, he is absolutely 100% warranted that fee. Uh, he's paid incredibly well, and like you said, he has spearheaded that Liverpool into a very strongly dis- defensive side. But if he was should be a, a candidate for the team of the decade that should there have been that much outrage when he when he went for that amount of money i'm trying to think of clutching the straws here but uh, i think it was more that southampton were holding on wasn't it? they they yeah. were dictating how much they had to pay and i think that was more what was getting people's backs up is that they're they're saying well you want him you pay 75 million like, 75 million for a defender yeah, but arguably was- for what he's done for liverpool He's worth every single penny they paid. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Agree. But also, I mean, also you got to consider the context. So Liverpool raided Southampton a couple of years prior to Van Dijk coming, didn't they? When they bought Lallana, they bought Lambert, they bought Mane. I mean, so you can't blame Southampton for holding out for an, you know, for as much money as absolute possible. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he has he has been in the Premier League since 2015. Um, he's made a hundred and nearly 140 appearances. Um, I don't but, think that's enough to get him in front of John Terry. No, if, if he'd no. have been in, if he'd have played for Liverpool, like how he is at the moment for five years, I think he'd be he'd, he'd probably take John Terry because Liverpool yeah. would have won the league if he'd have been there. Yeah, I think I think you know if if he carries on at the rate he is in another couple of years, he'll be an absolute certainty when he for any any team of the decade. But um, for the period of twenty ten to twenty nineteen. I can't see how you can leave John Terry out, to be honest. No, so, I have to agree with that. And that's not me being biased. But I mean, just... you, you know, you've got you've got other players as well like Ferdinand Vidic um who all have shouts, I think, but Company and Terry Company and Terry without without a shadow of a doubt stand out for me. All right, good. Locked in. Lovely. Um that's not a bad back five, that. De Gea, Ivanovic, Company, Terry, Cole. That's a lot of Chelsea, though. They did well. 
yeah. defensively under Mourinho. They've been a big team, haven't they, though, for, yeah, for the decade. Mm-hmm. Right, so moving into midfield. Who wants to uh, who wants to give us a shout for midfield? So we're going for midfield three. Yes. And we're going mm. centre-mids. We can so, have one, should we, we do hold, one holding midfielder first, if you're going for a holding midfielder? I've got a holding, I've got a holding. Yeah, well, I've gone Conte. Yeah, um, I just think he has been the standout kind of holding midfielder. And I know he's a bit more than that now, but to come in that Leicester, you know, won the league with Leicester, won the league with Chelsea. He's, he's done it at two clubs and was arguably, you know, their best player in both seasons without being, you know, a big time Charlie. So Kante's in there as my shout. I'd say one thing about Kante is, um, you know, Makelele, they he kind of created a role. And I think Kante is that kind of got that stature in, in that role that he does now is, oh, you know, we could do with a Kante in, in where we play and where we play. So I think, yes, he's only been in the in the Premier League for a very yeah. short amount of time. Was it three, four yeah, years? Three, but four seasons. The, the impact just, that he's made, he's won the World Cup. He's won everything, basically. So His anticipation, his reading of the game is just fantastic. Like he's... I think we was watching a game the other day, and it's like the ball always seems to hit him. It's like yeah. because he's always he knows where he, he knows where to be, um, and it's just he, he's been fantastic for me. And Fernandinho, I think we you know someone else might choose him, but he was up there for me as well. Mm. But I just think I, I love Fernandinho, but um, I've gone for gone for Kante. Yeah, agreed, Herb. Yeah, I do mean he was my holding midfielder. Good, good. All right, okay. so presumably we've gone for sort of two slightly more attacking players either side of him. Yeah, I've gone. Uh, I've gone Kevin De Bruyne and David Silva. Okay, okay. Um, I think De Bruyne is an easy shout. I think if you haven't got De Bruyne in your midfield three, there's there's problems, right? I've I've got KDB and Yaya Torre. Yeah, good I shout, Silva. Silva's just been... I just think Silva's been there, you know, Yaya left very early in that decade, right? 15, 16? But Yaya arguably was the transformation of that Manchester City side. That league winning side. Yeah, I think I think I, certainly in the first half of the decade, Torre was a force to be reckoned with. Um, like he was different class in that yeah. the first season they won the league. He was head and shoulders above everybody else because he was really tall but he's just he was just up and down the pitch he he was just a revelation for that team but nobody wanted to play against him it'd be free kicks you know be long shots he's passing you know everything about his game was just fantastic mm. and i just think he was just a massive contributor to that manchester city side so changing from what they were to now what they are See, I just I've, think Silver's got you got a big case of silver here as well though. Yeah. Silver Silver's played the whole decade. See, I've 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 gone for David Silver and either one of KDB or Torre. I couldn't make my mind up. I think How's they've both fence? I think they've both been they've both had similar impacts in different ways. Mm-hmm. Like you say, Joe, like Torre at the start of the decade was just something else. Like well, I, f- I remember when City signed him. Um, from Barca, and he'd kind of been playing as this kind of this centre back in, in in the Barca team quite a lot, and a bit in, you know a bit in midfield. But I, the most I'd seen him was sort of playing at the back, and he just came in. And he's this absolute monster, um, and he was so consistent for for a long long time. 
Um, and then De Bruyne has come in and very different footballers, but had a similar impact. So I could I couldn't split it between the two. But David Silva's been my favourite player pretty much I think for the last decade. So he had to. Be I, I think he's been. I agree. I think he has been fantastic. I just saw him more as a, he wasn't played as a central midfielder. Okay, so that's, you're that's the only reason maybe, I didn't put him in there. Yeah, maybe a wider. Okay, we got. So Look, I'm happy to stand down on 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 Silver. I won on. No, Carl, I, so. I think I'd go with the majority there and say you know KDB and Silver. Oh, I see. I think Tory over, but KDB. I think it's bad to leave Tory out. I think Tory he played again. He played more. I think De Bruyne has not played him enough. I don't think you can get rid of De Bruyne, mate. You don't think De Bruyne is he, has he been as impactful as Conte? Uh, Kante, sorry. Yes, hundred percent. De Bruyne has played 130 so. times over the course of five years for Man City. Don't forget his four appearances for Chelsea. Uh, yes, I did forget his four appearances for Chelsea, but I was imagine that, a lot of Chelsea fans had as well. Was it actually four appearances? Uh, three. three. Oh, okay. I was going to say that's a great guess, by the way. But I thought maybe you'd got it from a different website, and maybe no, right. I was giving you the benefit of the doubt there. No, no, I just guessed off the top of my head. I think it's hard. I think this is probably going to be one of our most difficult positions, right? There's so many talented players. I mean, we haven't even touched upon uh, players such as Mr. Lampard. Frank Lampard. Gerard. Mm. I mean, leaving yeah, Lampard out. I, I think it's can bad I, that, that can Gerard I throw one in there as well? slipped it out of this. Coutinho? Yes. Fabregas? Mark Noble? Oh, wait, hang on. Oh, wait. Matic? I couldn't have Coutinho in there for me. Why? There'd be there'd be a host of players ahead of him for me. Mm. Um, like you say, Fabregas would be ahead of him. Gerard would be ahead of him. Lampard would be ahead of him. Carrick? Uh, no. But Why not? Good, good gag. Well, hang on. That's not, I'm not trying Carrick to take Carrick was great, mate. <laughs> Carrick was quality player. There's a direct correlation with Carrick left. He's a Rolls Royce mate of a player, Carrick. What about... And... If, all right, if we go down that route, what about James Milner? What about him? Well, multiple yeah. Premier League winner. Birthday today, 32. Do you think his maybe his versatility, that being able just to play in different up. positions, has, has kind of... What, you mean he's a good John O'Shea? <laughs> he is just a modern-day John O'Shea. You know, a little fun fact about John O'Shea, he's played in every single position on the football pitch. Yeah. In a competitive joke. Premier League game. No, just, just so you know. It's a fun fact. Yeah. So... Kante, David Silva. I think three of us went for Silva, didn't we? Yep. And then one of KDB or Torre. So who are we locking in? I vote K- uh, Kevin. I vote Torre. If we're going Torre. up against Kevin and, and Torre, I vote Kevin. I'm going to vote Torre. Oh, we can't mm-hmm. leave the boy out of this. So, so what's that, three, three over four? Three, three over four. four. <laughs> yeah. So our midfield three... It's Kante, Yaya Toure, and David Silva. So defensive. <laughs> <laughs> Dynamic is how I see it. Okay, let's go. Let's go wingers then. All right. Well, that 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 should get some interest, I think, on on the twitters maybe. Uh, right. So, uh, strikers slash wingers. I think we're we're kind of putting them all in on the same bracket. Okay. We well, might have. Some... I've I've gone three strikers now. Oh, okay. I've gone for a dupe oh. tactic. Okay. Let's hear it. What, what a sh- a two two strikers with one behind? That's, that's it, mate, yeah. Okay. Well, originally I put kind of Hazard and Bale in there. Um, and then I was kind of looking at the strikers and I had Kane, Suarez, Aguero and Vardy. And just looking at looking at the numbers that they've done, 
I've ended up with Aguero, Vardy and Kane up front. Wow. Okay, I've gone slightly different. I've gone striker. I've gone two strikers and a winger. So I've gone Hazard on the left, Aguero up top, and I've gone for um, Wayne Rooney on the right-hand side. Oh, Rooney. That's a good shout. Herb? Seven, seven years at United. Became United's all-time leading goal scorer. Yeah, still Wayne Rooney, though. I, oh, I had in Aguero and um, Vardy, and I, Vardy I had a spare girl. last one, and I'm kind of moving towards Kane. The more I'm re-looking at things. Oh, so what, what, what's putting Vardy ahead of Kane for you? Right. So I, I done I went through the numbers very very quickly. Okay. So they're not don't the maths isn't spot on. I literally went on Wikipedia. So Harry Kane, hundred and thirty six goals in six and a half seasons. So he averaged twenty point nine two goals a season. Suarez, sixty nine goals in three and a half seasons. So nineteen point seven goals a season. Aguero, hundred and seventy four goals in nine and a half seasons. Eighteen point three one. And Vardy, ninety seven goals in four and a half seasons. Twenty one point five five. So I've gone for goal scorers mm. because ultimately that's that's what they're... See, I'd love to know what Rooney's numbers were as I Google Rooney. Yeah. <laughs> um, I Here think, goes Mr. Moneyball. Well, look, I think Aguero's a lock-in, right? Aguero's just over the course of the 10 years. Definitely. definitely. If Aguero's yeah. not in your team, then, you know, yeah. we need to You're talk, right? Um. Hazard's an interesting shout. I mean, what Hazard did for Chelsea and what he Left did him. while he was at Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a tricky one, think... isn't it? I mean, you could you could have included Hazard in midfield as well, I suppose, but he's he's kind of uh, in that in that sort of hybrid where where. I mean, he, he his impact has been phenomenal. I mean, for for quite a long time, he was sort of regarded as top five in the world. I just think he gets discredited slightly for maybe not his last season, but maybe the season before last, where he basically just down tools and wasn't interested, and you could see it week on week. That's the Mourinho effect, right? Well, maybe all comes into play, though, doesn't it? All, all the players have been managed by someone. Um, just, just so you know, Duke Rooney, 102 goals in seven seasons, including his Everton time, 14.57 average per season. I think, but I think Rooney was. I mean, I, I, I hate to go back on what I've just said, but I think Rooney was more than he brought more to the table than goals. I think what he brought with his determination is is just grit. The way that he would drag results for United in times where we weren't so great. Um, I just think a team of the decade to have quite possibly one of England's finest out of it. It's 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 going to be a tough pill to swallow. Right, England's highest ever goal scorer. I think second in the all-time Premier League scoring charts now. I think uh, to leave him out is a bold move. Unless unless Derby get promoted next season and he chucks some more goals in. I... Hmm. But then Harry Kane, again, you know, he was meant to be a one-season wonder, but how how many years has it been now? Four, five, five. So, five. Not easy. I mean, some, uh, there's some names that we haven't even discussed, like Robin van Persie, um, Didier Flowers Drogba is... did play in this decade. Diego Costa had a had a few good seasons. 
uh, for Chelsea. Um, Suarez. Suar- well, Joe mentioned Suarez, but yeah. yeah, Suarez was absolutely phenomenal, wasn't he? At the start Three of and a half seasons. And brilliant money. Andy Carroll. We bit. haven't even spoken about Andy Carroll. Peter Crouch. For a reason. <laughs> um, so I think this is this is the one where we're probably going to disagree the most, right? But I don't, I don't, because I think they've all got valid yeah. arguments for being in there. It's just what who are we going to go for? So we've got Aguero locked in. So yeah, there's only there's two locked. spaces. Well, I'm going Kane and Rooney. So I, I've got Kane in as well. So has anyone else got Kane? I had Kane in. I didn't have Kane, but I'm. I'm That's three I'm, over four, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we've got one space. So I've got Vardy. I've, I've got Rooney. I've got Rooney. And Herb? I feel like I feel like I've got to go Rooney over Vardy. For the I mean, full... you had Vardy originally, though. Didn't I you? had Vardy originally, I and know, you had Vardy I'm, over Kane. Yeah, I know. This is no. I feel like I feel like I think there, I think there's valid Rooney points for, for Rooney. Yeah, I think there's valid points for it. I think the length, again, yeah. I like to think the decade is the full decade. I think I think what Vardy's done is something that a special mention should be. You know. To come from Fleetwood Town yeah, and, and work your way up and start the decade, you know he's done incredibly well. But I think is there, is there a way to settle this? Who won more Premier Leagues um, in in the decade? Rooney won two level. Rooney. Oh, right. or Ma- yeah, two. Vardy won one. But Vardy spearheaded that one. I mean, granted, I'm I'm all for Rooney in this, but Vardy played a bigger part in that 2014 Premier League win than Rooney probably played in his. Is two. I say, out of all the strikers we've mentioned, he's got the best goal record out of all of them. And he he, scored, he broke Van Nistelrooy's consecutive games record as well. Mm. Yeah, but that was a- his misses is a snitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my so god, this I is think, literally this is this is a Rooney. Fight. I think our last player in the team of the decade is. <laughs> memorable goals, <laughs> memorable goals. Rooney gets it for me. Yeah, but yeah, that's fair. Like, Newcastle, yeah. volley. Yeah, I wasn't City, in that decade. Overhead kick. Was that, that not was in the decade? Uh, no, I just think the, the overhead right. was. Yeah, I'm going to say it now. I I, I say the, the I, free I kick against Stoke. Yeah, that was that this decade, wasn't it? That's the one that clinched the title. Right, uh, clinched the yeah. record. I'm going go Rooney over Vardy. I go Rooney. Yeah, I think I'm Rooney. Okay. See, I'm happy to go. I mean, I don't want to be the, that guy, but I'm happy to go. Vardy over Kane. I wouldn't do that. No. That's I don't think that's ridiculous. H- how though? What's Kane actually done? If hang on, if we're gonna go what we said before, if we're gonna go on pre- if way to sell it, Premier well, League yeah, titles. I'm not, I'm not going on Premier League titles. I think that's short sighted. You also we also said Rooney's England's top goal scorer, but Kane has been absolutely phenomenal. For, England. Think for a guy that struggles to talk, he's been he's been cracking. He scored 136 goals, uh, according to Wikipedia. Anyway, uh, in six and a half seasons, mm. uh, he's been in the team of the year four times. Harry Kane. Um, he's won the Golden Boot twice. I just think I can't see how you can leave Kane out. Yeah, you, you have to ask why does why does Harry Kane start ahead of Vardy for England? Exactly. Yeah, good point. Because Vardy's retired from uh, international football. He hasn't forced. He hasn't properly retired. So. Let's go Rooney. Let's go Rooney. I'm going to put my I like foot that down. Dupes just literally hanging this out so that 
Oh no, De Gea's in there. I was going to say there's no Man United players in there. <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm honestly not bothered. I, I mean, we've not been a powerhouse in this decade at all. I just think that for what Rooney's done in that decade, he's done more than Kane and Vardy put together. So I mean, we, we're going to put we could put Rooney in there as a number ten, couldn't we? Oh yeah, you yeah. could play between behind the strikers, behind Kane yeah. and Aguero. Yeah. So, so literally, oh, could you imagine Trek Ortista. <laughs> okay, hang on now. So, so let's lock that in, right? Let's lock that in. Now, would that team win the Premier League this year? Against Liverpool? Yeah. Because we haven't got any oh, Liverpool no. players in there. Because so. oh. Ashley Cole's retired. John Terry's retired. <laughs> Vincent Company's <laughs> half retired. <laughs> True. Torre's okay. retired. Hang on, let's Rooney's go playing peak, for Derby. Peak, peak them. When they're in their peak. But yeah. it's a team thing, isn't it? Yeah. You yeah, can't. True. It's not about individuals. That the reason Liverpool works is because they work as a collective. That sounds like a football manager experiment if I've ever heard one. <laughs> so Kane, Aguero, and Rooney in behind is what we're saying. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Uh, finally, manager. Who's your manager of the decade? Ooh. So Alex, it's interesting. I was looking at uh, Man- manager of the year awards yeah. for the past twelve months, and. Um, Sir Alex has won it twice, as has Pep Guardiola. Um, but other winners include Tony Pulis, uh, Alan Pardew, Harry Redknapp. Can we give it Pardew just for that dance he did at the FA Cup and then <laughs> egg on the face when he fucking lost? You imagine Pardew with little... this de- dressing room. <laughs> Be astonishing. Um, give yeah. it to Allardyce. Or give it Moisey to end of the season. Give it Moisey to end of the season. I mean, Mourinho's got to be a shout, right? Yeah, but like we said before, how many seasons did he actually manage in that decade? Mm. Well, it, 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 yeah, true. So two and a half, wasn't it? Well, I suppose with Man United. He'd done a bit well. at the beginning and a bit at the end, didn't he? But at Man United, you can't say that he was... I know he won the Europa League, and, but... Went to travel, don't forget, like he likes to say. And he lived in a hotel. Yeah, he won. He won. He did obviously win a, a Premier League title. I don't think he won Manager of the Year that year. I mean, is there an argument to say that Pep's kind of revolutionised what Premier League football is? Yeah. Okay. Can I can I say one thing then? One last thing from me. The manager of the decade, someone that's done something astonishing that nobody would have ever thought of, Ranieri. What about? Yeah. I, did he, did he I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Ferguson because the team that he won the Premier League with in twenty thirteen yeah. was absolute <laughs> toilet. And the fact that he managed to squeeze every last bit of ability out of every single one of those players was a, such an achievement. And I appreciate that he was the one that built that team, but he did still win the league. So I'm my vote is Ferguson, two league titles. I'm going to go Pep. I'm going to go back on what I said. And I'm going to go Pep. I think what Pep's brought to... The influence that Pep's brought to the Premier League is very clear to see. I mean, there's an argument for Klopp here as well. Not yet. The style of football that Liverpool have been playing the last couple of years, and you can see what he's building, and you can see he's doing... I think if he, if he would have won the league last year, I think we could probably seriously co- contemplate talking about him. Yeah, but you've discounted Van yeah, Dijk. This- so yeah, and we're talking one. Clock, we're yeah. talking one point different as well. You know, to get that many points in one season. Yeah, no, no, that no, was I'm that not. was just that was more. I think it was more the feat of Man City than it was Liverpool because any other year Liverpool are winning that. They you know, by a cancer, yeah. the same as they you know they should do it this year. So you could win it by. I March, know, but I, I kind of feel that 
Klopp, Klopp style, although it was there with Dortmund to a degree, I think he's pushed harder, worked harder because of Pep, because yeah. of Pep's style of football. I'm happy to vote Pep. Okay, so two votes for Pep. Herb? I think Ferguson. Of course he does. <laughs> that's, 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 that's weird for Curtie not to be sat on the fence. I just think, again, that team, it's the end of his... If you talk about revolutionised, like, that was the end, and there was a gap, and now Pep's taken over. Has Pep done as much? I mean, he's come into a team that's already won the league. It's an amazing team. He's just put in his style, but again, it's... He did finish fourth in his first season as well, didn't exactly. he? Exactly. Did Would Ferguson ever finish as low as fourth? If you were no. to put the manager in, char- I don't know, in charge of this team, Pep or... Ferguson, I suppose, would both pick up the mantle, wouldn't they? Well, then another shout then. What about Wenger? No. Ooh. No. Huh? No. Maybe the I decade mean, before. Mm. I think when no, you I look at Ferguson it, probably had that. You, but if you think Ferguson, I, I think we're on the wrong wave here. I really do. I think there's, there's just been too short term. But managers, who's, who's, managers are working under short-term yeah. basis now, aren't they? So, Yeah, no fair point. But I'm uh, just how are we going to decide this? Should we go... Papers is the same. So we've done Premier League titles, haven't we? So the titles the same in a decade. Yeah. Champions Leagues, same. FA Cups? Uh, well, FA I'll... Cups would be Pep, wouldn't it? Uh... Yeah. Fergie, we, we weren't very good in FA Cups. Yeah. If it, I mean, if it's trophies won, then it probably would be Pep. How close you were born to, to Glasgow? <laughs> Not that I'm biased there. If it's all right, if we're going two all and it we're going on trophies, then I think it is Pep. Or, or should we say joint manager? Yeah, maybe one as the manager, one as the director of football. There you go. Wow. But we could put we could put Fergie oh, upstairs, couldn't we? Fergie Good. DOF, Pep manager, fantastic. Jobs are good. That sounds good. Right. <laughs> Tremendous. We'll we'll tweet out our team of the year, and like I say, if you've got any disagreements or you think we've left anyone out, feel free to yep, let us I've know. I've got some. Uh, yeah, Dupes Dupes got a few already. <laughs> Dupes got those. <laughs> uh, right, gents. That brings episode 124 to a close. So you can find links for each of us, the Five Star Pod Twitter account, and the WeStreamFM Discord server in the podcast description, or by visiting WeStreamFM.com, where you'll find all the latest FM20 content and more. I don't know what the... Is it more FM20 content? More it will content. be more. Yeah, There'll be more. Just say goodbye, folks. Uh, Five Star Potential is available on iTunes, Spotify, and most of the popular podcast apps and platforms with a new podcast released every single Monday. Uh, so thank you all for listening. There'll be more from us next week. Happy New Year, folks, and say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Great quiz, Kurt. Enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs>